Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Football Grumble podcast. It's the sixth or seventh one of the season. With me, as always, Mr Chris Shanks. Good morning, everybody. How was your weekend? Well, I judge it off the United game on Sunday and it was brilliant. Yeah, so that just actually put a great end to the weekend. But overall, yeah, very, very good. Was you, was you feeling... Um... Nervous when it were be scored. Yeah, it was actually. I thought here we go again. Yeah. But um no, I shared a lot of good good character. It was a good uh, really, really good first half. It was one of the best first halves of football I've seen from yeah. from United this season. So yeah, no complaints, three points on the board. Happy days. Better than uh Hull City who I've been sort of avidly avoiding talking about on the podcast, so we'll we'll, we'll carry on avoiding it. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll uh, jump in straight away with probably the game of the weekend. Yeah, definitely. Even if, yeah, I think it probably was in both in hype and in terms of actual content. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's Liverpool versus Arsenal, or Arsenal versus Liverpool. Um, it's a great spectacle, isn't it? Yeah, going into the game, obviously it's probably the first time in years uh, where Arsenal with the, I think, not even if not with the bookies, certainly with the, the vast majority of the public, the, the outright favourites. mm if you had to pick a winner there, it would be Arsenal. Yeah, and uh, obviously you went for a draw in your predictions last week, but I, I, everything I did was geared towards an Arsenal win, whether it was fantasy football or whether it was um, the the speculative accumulators that I did. I, I went for an Arsenal win in all of them. So, go then describe to me the, the game then, Chris. What do we think? What were takeaways from the game? Well, I mean, it was... It, it was a... Great performance by Arsenal. Um, I thought they've just that they've come on leaps and bounds, haven't they? I know I've I've been one to almost sort of try and rein in Arsenal fans and say don't get too carried away, but that you know they showed a lot of signs that they've made a lot of progress, and you know it was uh, it, it was a, a big performance. Uh, they got the result in the end. The penalty was soft, in my opinion. He kicks him there, doesn't he? Mm, there was there was contact, but it's soft. It's soft. Yeah, I th- I think if I was a Liverpool fan, I'd be more disgruntled that they didn't get a penalty in the first half for the handball. Yeah, I I wouldn't be as frustrated by the penalty that was given. No, I mean it. Yeah, it, it, clumsy. I mean Thiago was really poor. It's a it's sort of, it's a it's a late outstretched leg and he does catch the back of his foot. Don't get the ball, does he? No. So by the letter of the law, mm. that is a penalty. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's definitely a, that Gabriel does handball it in the first half, yeah. and it's definitely a Liverpool penalty. Ah, absolutely. So I mean, obviously, they didn't get the rough of the, the they didn't get the um, rub of the green with. Is that, is that the saying? Rubber, is that the saying? Sounds like yeah. It. They didn't get that with whatever it is. They didn't get that <laughs> with um, the, the, the decisions, but. Um, they certainly, uh, they, they, I think they were a bit outclassed by Arsenal from what I saw. Anyhow, yeah, they were. Arsenal just seemed very well, particularly well organised. But that's that's just Arteta, I think, at the moment. Yeah, he's um, he's got a, an identity there. There's certain players that are standing out in that team that have have come under a lot of flack in recent times. You know, you look at Granite Xhaka. He's well, I, you know, I was really well I, I was genuinely just about to say. Um, this new sort of more slightly more attacking role that he's got is yeah. is doing him wonders, isn't it? And then you've got sort of, I mean, Martinelli is one of the form players of the Premier League this season, mm-hmm. along with Saka. Who, yeah, I mean, Saka's been brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I assists think. angles. Yeah, yeah, he's um, chipping in from all angles at the moment. I mean, he's how old is he now? He's twenty one years old, and he's he's already scored against every single team in the top six. Yeah, he's he's, he's certainly. Um, from an England perspective, I, I was always of the opinion that he's not quite as good as as the rest. But this season, I mean, if he's going off league form, it'd be him and Ferdin that'd be starting, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, they just he's just been phenomenal. And then obviously the the thing that I think changed things in the summer where people were taking notice was the fact that they signed someone like Jesus, and he. He's been. He was a thorn in Liverpool's side, wasn't he? All, all game. He was. Yeah. He's. Um, yeah. He's proven like a great bit of business, and you know, Willi- William Saliba as well. 
you know, almost feels like a new signing for, for Arsenal. Like, like, I mean, just, him and Gabriel at the back are... Yeah. Uh, I mean, Gabriel, a bit sloppy for the, for the, the Nunes goal. For the, yeah. their first goal, but you know, overall this season they've yeah, been a great uh, central partnership. Yeah, I was thinking more of a, as 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 a whole season. Yeah, I think it says a lot about how good they've been that that, that Ben White, who they signed for so much money to be a centre back, has ended up playing out to the right. right back. Yeah, and he's a, and don't get me wrong, he's having a good season. He's doing a great job out there. Yeah, uh, they, they just seem just really sort of complete. And there was some analysis that I was watching at, on the Monday Night Football last night, and what was wrong with Liverpool's team as such. Um, with because it was sort of defensively set as like a four four two, but just the fact that Arsenal had so many attacking players just dropping in in that pocket between sort of the back four and the midfield four, and they just uh, it was for sort of the analysis of the th- of the penalty, and it was just how overrun if the, once the ball's in between that channel um, mm. and in that space that that the Arsenal got so many weapons going forward. Yeah. That it's, so who, much who, pace. Who do they pick up? And obviously Liverpool's defence has been a bit of an issue this season. Um, not hel- not helped in the fact that they've had to make... Obviously Trent had to come off, didn't he, for Gomez. Yeah. I think Canate came on. So I, don't, I never like that when you have to change the defence mid-game. No. That certainly didn't help. But yeah, they just look a bit... Like they've been worked out almost, but... Yeah. I don't know. That that seems like a, sort of a cheap analysis, but it certainly seems to be the case, doesn't it? But he's gone stale for Liverpool, hasn't it? There isn't yeah. any, you know, there's no sign of, you know, freshness coming in. Uh, you know, you look at, there are a lot of um, of players that are getting exposed. You know, we, we've, we've, we've talked about Trent defensively. Um, that that's clear as day. I mean, especially he seems a bit like a scapegoat, though, doesn't he? Yeah, but especially for that second goal, for for the for the Saka goal. You know what he's doing there. You know he, he runs across the box and you know leaves so much room for you know for Saka just to to be unmarked and and tap it in at the back post. So uh, and and obviously Virgil Van Dijk is is a shadow of his former self this season. Yeah, he's he's the one for me that that's the biggest letdown because. Mm. He's the leader, isn't he? He's yeah, the one that you look to. He took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, I think if you, if you're looking to defend as a unit, it starts with the big performances of your big leaders. This is why people talk about leaders because mm. if if some if the big figureheads lead by example, then then the more players on the fringe follow suit. Yeah, and if you're this supposedly the best defender in the world of the last. Three, four, five years. Yeah, in the debate for one of the greatest of all time as well, which I've, I've never been a part of, and this is probably why because you know he's not a young player, is he? Van, no. Van Dyke's at the more towards the end of his career. Yeah, and definitely. The, there's clearly a part why he won't play at the top level when he was younger, and I'm not saying that's because of this, but he's he's walking around. I seen I can't remember who was it on Twitter, but someone basically said he, he walks around with the ego of, of one of the greats, but his his performances of late have been substandard, haven't they, sir? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, the reality is that you know, post game they're they're now fourteen points off. Yeah. Of Arsenal. Yeah. I, I could sit here and confidently say that Liverpool won't finish above Arsenal this season. That that's just for me. I, I I don't see it. It's hard to see right now, especially um, uh, Diaz is out till after the World Cup. Isn't yeah, it? eight weeks out, which is a huge loss for them. Huge loss. He was. I mean, it would have been worse if the World Cup weren't there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, almost a blessing now that they've got that World Cup. Yeah. Um, sort of with the caveat that they're, they're cramming the more games in before, but. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's a huge loss because obviously Salah's misfiring. N- not it's, it's not most. This is the thing, isn't it? You, you talk about the, the catalysts for Liverpool's in quotation marks success of the last three or four years. Yeah, Salah and Van Dijk have been so important and crucial, and they're they're two massively misfiring footballers right now. Yeah, so it's it's for the others to step up and. Are they? I don't know. I mean, one player I certainly have been impressed with is Firmino. Mm. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Is there any positives that you can take as a Liverpool fan at the moment? It, it would be... I would be absolutely delighted with how Bobby Firmino is playing because yeah. I think it, it, it says a lot about his character as well because, obviously, um, in recent years, there's been players 
been brought in to replace him or certainly to add to the front. Because obviously for, to start with, it was Mane, Salah and Firmino and it was almost an untouchable front three. Yeah. And then it's like, right, we're signing Jota. And then Origi was getting more minutes. But Jota certainly was a signing made to like question that front three. And then the money that they spent on Nunes over the summer, and he's more of a central number nine, it would have been certainly worrying if he was. It, it shows good, great qualities in Firmino that he's bounced back and he's actually the top scorer for Liverpool this season. Yeah, so yeah, it does. That would be a positive. Um, uh, other than that, it's, it's looking pretty bleak at the moment. Yeah, um, you know, you, you, and, and and there's no tougher game in the league to follow up with the Man City, is it? So I don't know. It's going to be tricky for them to to get back on the tr- back on track, and you know, you look at the players; they are low on confidence at the moment. I mean, they know got, how good they've got a trip, tough trip to Ibrox in a couple of days as well. And I know Rangers have been sort of very, very average and not doing Scotland any favours in sort of the it's always a tough place bit, but, to go but Ibrox would be a difficult place to go especially when your confidence is low so yeah I mean there's obviously I mean it's just come up on Sky Sports News before we've just before we've come in here that they're investigating an, an incident with Henderson and Gabriel and I don't know don't know properly the ins and outs but I mean, they don't need all that either do you know that's it's, just it's more extra unrest hassle. isn't it behind the scenes you know naturally players are going to be um, as, as we say, down on confidence, but you, you would fully expect that there's going to be, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of unrest in the camp. Having said that, I'm just trying to think of a positive spin for Liverpool. A couple of different refereeing decisions, and they get a point out of that game, set mm. at least. Yeah. So, it isn't the end of the world. We know they've got the the quality. Can we see them? You know, we we know they've got the quality and, and the the history of being able to put together massive, long winning runs. Mm. Would you still have them as favourites to finish top four? Not at this moment in time. No, no, no. Um, I look, they are showing moments, as you say, but it's, it was fine margins yesterday it, uh, on Monday. Uh, Sunday, sorry. It was, but the three moments that cost them was just typical Liverpool this season. You know, they don't seem to be righting the wrongs. Um, they're not learning from the mistakes and they've, they've got to learn from those quickly uh, to start putting things right and and picking up points once again. Because yeah. in theory, they've only really had one game where I think is, if you was a Liverpool fan, you'd be really buzzing with that performance. That was obviously the Bournemouth. The Bournemouth, yeah. But they've, as such... The Napoli defeat was harrowing, I would say. Yeah. Obviously, they've lost to United, which was, at the time, you know, United had just been humiliated you by Brentford. You couldn't seen that, could you? No, be humiliated by Brighton and Brentford in the first two games. Yeah. So, and then obviously the defeat to Arsenal. Even some of the, some of the wins, like Newcastle in the 97th minute, or maybe in the past you would have thought that would have been a catalyst for change. You know, them big last-minute goals sometimes spare you on to end up winning... And that just hasn't happened, does it? So no, it's not. The draw at home to Brighton. Well, that's it. Just There's... dodgy results here and there. Not lack of con- that. Yeah, two wins from eight. It's just unheard of um, from you know a Liverpool perspective. Certainly because of how how amazing they've been. Yeah. Uh, across these you know these last four or five years, they've been incredible. So but, you know every great era has to come to an end. Yeah, I, I I having said that, I fully expect them to turn it around. Mm. and I still expect a top four finish I don't expect him to be second anymore but I certainly expect a top four finish so do they finish ahead of or behind Arsenal right now right now well you'd have to say behind mm. I just struggle which to is, see how they which make is, 14 which is, points which is obvious I mean, I mean I'm not putting my neck on the line there but you know be a brave man to bet against Arsenal at this point they do look very cohesive they do um Again, you know, most teams are only a couple of injuries away from losing sort of that. Well, yeah, you, you take out a uh, Gabriel Jesus, you take out even a Thomas Party or a William Saliba, and it's yeah, they haven't got full strength and depth no. there, Aston, have they? They've got uh, a great eleven. Yeah, I mean, I fully expect Liverpool to. I do expect them to come back. I mean, it's how they bat. I mean, right now, Man City. <laughs> You wouldn't want to be playing Man City on Sunday. Having said that, it, 
even if they were to get beat, it's how they get beat, you know. Mm. It almost feels like... Uh, when Man United got beat 6-3 last, last week yes. by Man City, yeah. that's a performance we've seen from Manchester United in recent years, mm. and it's always been one of those performances where, you, as a, the, where the media goes crazy because it's poor and it's disgraceful and what have you. Yeah. If Liverpool put in one of those performances that would be really a, a very big turning point if they got beat 2-1 or 3-2 or that would go under the radar because yeah, they've would. been beaten by their score lines in, in recent years I think years. it could get embarrassing next week it could if they defend like they have been yeah um, and they're not showing me signs that they're you know, not going to stop that no. against City so it's but it, it's, it's very reminiscent for me as a United fan and I know it was Brentford and Brighton, so slightly different opposition. But going into that Liverpool game, and it's—I think it's very similar to how Liverpool are going to go into that City game. Yeah. Um, everybody's expecting Man City to win, is what I'm saying. So they've really, in actual fact, got nothing to lose. Just go yeah. out and give a good performance. That's all you can. And they're at Anfield, exactly, which is huge. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll move on from that because I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, Sound like we're bashing Liverpool because I mean we're not. <laughs> you might be Chris, but no, no. I, I certainly think like I, I've been here before Liverpool. Well, maybe still am. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's weird because obviously it doesn't feel like that long ago on podcast we was saying how brilliant they were. I mean, last, I mean, last, last at the end of last season we were saying the best team on the planet. Yeah, it's amazing how things can change. can change quickly. Can't they? So, yeah. yeah, I mean, and big up to Arsenal because I think they're. There's certainly, you know, like I said, we're almost a quarter of the way through the season, and yeah, the top of the league. I think if they're still in the top two by by the World Cup, I, you know, we're gonna have to take them seriously. Chris didn't want to say that. No, I think I, th- I just think any team now, your Arsenal's, your Tottenham's, whoever, they're fighting for second place. They're not fighting for a title. I'm gonna just sound clip all these things for the end of the season, but okay. <laughs> let, let's let's put some. Let's go to something that you're more comfortable talking about then, Chris. And that's um, Man United, um, yeah. and more specifically, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not as I'm not as much of a. I don't love him as much as you do, but it it would be you got to respect him. Though, it would be hard to go through a, a, a podcast this week without discussing Ronaldo's seven hundredth. Is it club goal? Club career goal. Club yeah. career goal. Yeah, CR seven hundred, uh, which nice little ring to it. Quite frankly, is um, well, just mightily impressive. Yeah, it's an incredible achievement. Absolutely incredible. Um, you know, people are questioning at the moment because of the circumstances. Is he finished? You give him a chance like that on his weak foot, uh, it just shows. You still, signs that yeah, he's still I got mean, it. If yeah, if he's if he's running at someone. One on one, he's gonna score. Yeah, he has got. I mean, that's just something that's why he's the best. He's just so clinical. Yeah, he's got instinct as well, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, he um, still makes some great runs, and he's still gonna be. Whether he'll be a key part to this United team this season, he'll still definitely have involvement. And it's such a big squad, so there's naturally gonna be a lot of rotation with the amount of games that'll be gonna be played this season. And I think that works to his benefit and the club's benefit. Yeah, I think he'll be better for playing less. I don't think he'll accept that completely because he, we know well, he's, that he's an elite elite sportsman. Yeah, he wants to play every single game, which you you know you can't uh, you can't knock him for that. But you know, with the amount of attackers that we've got, with the amount of games that we're going to be playing, naturally there is going to be rotation. And you know, Martial went off injured on on Sunday night. He got an assist. Um, you know, we know how uh, many injury problems Martial's had. You know, Ronaldo comes in and gets the um, gets the winner. So, yeah, obviously it's, it is an amazing, amazing achievement. Um, you, you can't knock him. Coming back to the Premier League, coming back to the most competitive league in the world and putting the numbers up that he did last season, albeit it's been a difficult start to this season, but he, you know he's still chipping away. I was thinking about this on the walk here. Hmm. Add Ronaldo San for Man City. Would he have scored as many as Haaland is scoring now? No. No, do you think so? No. 
you know, Haaland is in the, the prime of his career. Ronaldo's 38 years old. Yeah, but last season, did he, what, did he get 18 goals for United? Um, yeah, 24 in all comps. Wasn't but it? Yeah. but 20, 24 in the league, so... That's yeah. eight, sorry, 18 in the league. Yeah. So, and that was for a poor United team. It was, yeah. Well, it, not a poor Man United, the worst Premier League <laughs> Man United team. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a bold shout to say... If, if they were you getting, think so? Do you, you think I, he would? I, I, Haaland is like breaking all sorts of rules and what have you at the moment. Yeah. However, you know, Ronaldo's did score forty did he score forty goals in the Prem one was it he scored forty goals in a season for United that that time. Yeah. At the height of what I would say the, the, the Ballon d'Or winning the, Yeah, Ronaldo. The, the last height of great defending in the Premier League as well. I think there were some good defenders back then. Do you know what I find amazing? Is that you've just tried to compare a 38-year-old Cristiano Ronaldo with prime Erling Haaland. Well, yeah, Ronaldo... I, know, I love it. I, I love it because this is this just goes to show how great he is. Yeah, but I've, the thing is, I've never said Ronaldo ain't great. This is what you all forget. No, I, I, I never say Ronaldo is not a great footballer. I just don't think... He, he doesn't impress me or wow me as much as Messi does. Based on what? Well, I, I put something to you in... The Come on, let's bring this up because this is the elephant in the room at the moment. I I I sent you something. It was on Football Joe, yeah, uh, Twitter last night, and so Ronaldo seven hundred club goals in nine hundred and forty two matches. Mm-hmm. Messi six hundred ninety one club goals in eight hundred twenty matches. Yeah, so he's got one hundred and twenty two games to score seven goals uh, nine goals. Yeah, he's he's been doing it in inferior league. In, well, they both scored most of the goals in the same league. What I'm trying to say is that if Ronaldo hadn't have been in the Premier League, Ronaldo challenged himself to compete in the most competitive league in the world, he would have had another three, four hundred goals. I, 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 don't, I don't know where you're getting these figures from. They're just imaginary. Do you know what? Do you know what so, I was... so can we just say when, he, when he's tested himself, you just on about when he was younger and he came to United? Well, obviously that was... No, I'm I'm saying he's come back. So when he's left Juventus, he's come back to the Premier League, the most competitive league in the world. And Messi's gone to not even a top five league. Yeah, but he had a pop by everyone's. What everyone says, Messi was rubbish in France, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he was very very pop. so far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's had a better season this year. But, this season, yeah. But, but, but last, all right, so last year had a bad season. So none, so none of Messi's goals have come in France. They've all come in Spain, aren't they? None of Messi's goals. Well, not none of it, but out of the six hundred ninety-one, yeah, majority, majority have come in Spain. Yeah. Which isn't a substandard league, is it? But what he's done is he's kept within his comfort so zone. So Ronaldo's added 18 goals to his 700. But Ronaldo's been in... Or 24, 30 goals, including this season. Yeah, but That's 700. He's, he's been so, at so the top of his game in two other leagues, whereas Messi can't even do it in, 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 a, in a very, very substandard league. Yeah, but he's doing it now, isn't he? Oh, I don't know. We, I'm, Neymar's still the, the number one man. So... Right. I just think personally, it's irrelevant to compare those numbers. Yeah, but but it's just, I I just find it interesting that the whole time you've you've always said to me Ronaldo scores is a far better goal scorer and scores more goals, and then if you get an actual ratio for you of goals per games for club, Messi scores more. So then you've changed the narrative straight away. Yeah, but away. whittle it down for me. You know, whittle it down for and me but, in but the big that, games. And but but regarding all of that, well, Messi Messi outshone Ronaldo in. In what, what Champions- on the Champions League? Yeah, Champions League final in Rome. Oh, Ronaldo's Man United, one of Man United's best ever teams. Yeah, and, Ronaldo, and, and Messi, Messi went Messi went missing after that year. And then, well, two years later, he turned it on at Wembley in, in the Champions League final. And back so, in sorry, so 2015, we haven't seen Messi in the Champions League since. So it's been seven years since Messi's made an well, appearance. It's, it's still it feels like that. And Ronaldo, <laughs> in a, it does shut, feel like that. Shut R- up. Ronaldo's won. Don't, don't talk rubbish. No, 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 that no. First, no. Even we're right, talking about great. Ultimately, on the Liverpool knocked him out. But even that first leg of the semi-final, where Barcelona, a very poor, average Barcelona team, beat Liverpool three 0 at the Nou Camp, and Messi was unbelievable. It's got one of the best free kicks you'll ever see in the Champions League. It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. Maybe it won, but Ronaldo, <laughs> Ronaldo hadn't done it single-handedly, has it? He, he was playing. I mean, I don't know. Honestly, a lot of those Champions Leagues were won by him look, in big, big look, games. Ronaldo big is moments. brilliant. I'm not denying Ronaldo's. I know brilliant. you're not. But, but regardless, I, I goals didn't even really come into it. I was just trying to play the little 
turf that you're on about. But to me, Messi just does things that I find mind-blowing. Ronaldo's more of a physical specimen, which is incredible. We'll never see anything like that. No, again. but we'll never see another Messi neither. I feel like we did see... Me- we already, we've already, we hadn't seen a Ronaldo before. We've already seen a very similar-esque player with Messi in Maradona and ask majority of Argentinian fans who's the yeah, best but, footballer yeah, they, in the yeah, world. Argentinian Ma- fans will say that because Messi hasn't quite done it for the national team yet, whereas Maradona has. I, I don't know. I don't That's know. what they're saying, isn't it? Plus, he's the first. You always love the first. I just struggle. The, the bottom line on those ha- numbers. What I'm saying is, Haaland is a physical specimen. Yeah. He could match maybe what Ronaldo is. Yeah, well, this is early days, though, with Haaland. And, then, and of course it is. But what I'm just saying, that, that that's what it is for me. There's something that, about Messi, which it's just unique footballing genius. Yeah, I'm, it's not, an I'm, not, I'm not denying that. Yeah. It's, an, it's an aesthetic thing. Look, if you, you, you changed it to... You know, if you when we talk about music and the best bands of all time, mm. you can't always just go off numbers. But you can go, you, you know, yeah, I, you, I, you could say a certain band played at a certain venue and did it for seven nights. Mm. But, you, but then yeah. someone else turned around and said they did this, the headline that festival so many times. Yeah. Or it's whatever. what you want to see in a footballer, ultimately. Yeah, as well. exactly. This is what I'm trying to say. I, I understand that. So for me, we're of a generation that's grown up with Messi versus Ronaldo, and now they're about to retire. Yeah. And it, it feels so important to put. A, a name on who's the best. I think they're both fantastic, and, and you know, to say they are both like wingers that have played up front, mm. or basically, you could you could have played both of them on the same pitch, couldn't you? Oh, yeah, and would have loved to have seen that. That would have been mental, wouldn't it? Yeah, there was a lot of speculation whether that was going to happen as well. You know, with Ronaldo potentially moving to PSG, PSG yeah. but. Yeah, it's uh, and there's so much hype at the moment just coming away slightly from that. You know, it's an, obviously it's always going to be a debate, Messi Ronaldo, but it was know. almost nice to see it come back this week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, we, we mentioned that for a good month because <laughs> uh, of Haaland. Well, that's it. But it's now being handed over to the Haaland and Mbappe. Yeah, debate. and I and I hope we don't get bogged down by that because I think there's so many great young football. I think I think it'll be more return to what it was like. In the mid noughties where you had your Kakas, Ronaldinho's, yeah, um, th- there were still Zidane's in the world of the world, where there was more of a plethora of players yeah. that everyone talked about at once. Because I mean, I'd seen someone the other day like it's not just Mbappe, Haaland. You've got Vinicius Junior, who's like magic. Yeah. Potentially the next Neymar. You've still got that, Neymar's that there, yeah. and and then there's, you know, let's give some credit to some English players. You know, Phil Foden of the world, yeah, absolutely there to. To revel over, yeah, and, and as long as he's playing in, with in the company of Kevin De Bruyne and Haaland, he's going to become, you know, a phenomenon. Yeah. So, but it's just it's just interesting when you look at stats; they don't always paint the clearest of pictures. No, I mean, I've, I've never. I, I love stats. I've, you know, I think we, how you define. Yeah, I I do love lot. I love a good stat, but sometimes you can't always define. I mean, sometimes I mean the assists one especially is an interesting one because you you could pick the ball up in your own half, take ten players on, cross it, and then someone could cushion the header back it into yeah. the guys have it in. Who gets the assist? The guy who did the cushion header, not the guy who ran the full length of the pitch. So yeah, some some mis- some some stats are misleading. Yeah. But. but those those two stats that you've just read out to me there are just incredible numbers. Yeah, well, well, by both. I don't think we'll ever see anything like that again. No, I mean, I mean, the, the, I mean the, the year that Messi got ninety two calendar goals. It's insane, absolutely insane. And you know, everybody's going on about Haaland at the minute. You know, he'd have to score forty goals a season until the year two thousand and thirty seven to, yeah. to even match Ronaldo's seven hundred goals. So. What if he gets 60 goals or something? <laughs> well, this is it, isn't it? Um, it's obviously, if he can keep himself well-conditioned and, yeah, who knows? But it, it would take take a miracle, wouldn't it? Yeah. But this is what, this and is, he's capable of doing yeah. that. We've seen that. But this is why we love watching sport as well. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's a reason why, like, you know, in Netflix made The Last Dance about Michael Jordan and, yeah. you know, these these stars and legends of the game of all sports, yeah. you know, they they do things that are just that incredible that you just will watch forever. Yeah, you know, this is the reason you still talk about Maradona, etc. It, it's history. It's yeah. it's brilliant. So, um, talking of, we'll move on from that. But, yeah. but yeah. Talk, talk, talking of, of of a great player who's not quite cutting it in management. <laughs> Go on, force that one in there a bit. Uh, <laughs> Stephen Gerrard and Aston. Villa, mm. um, 
big big pressure. That's Aston Vanilla at the moment. Uh, very nice. very bland. Yeah. Uh, great goal by Ashley Young last a night. Very good goal. The, yeah. the the pigeon poo eater blasting <laughs> a flying one into the top corner. Yeah. Um, but ultimately they've 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 gone to Forest who could have been seen to becoming the whipping boys of the league and they've got a draw. Yeah. It, and it, and now they've got Chelsea on Sunday, which ain't going to do much for Gerard's... Um... How long has he got left? I, 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 I think he could well be... The next one. The ne- Well, you, you're, you're going to throw another name at me soon and I think he would be the next one, but... I don't think he's got far. I don't think he's got long left at all, Stephen Gerrard, because of the expectations from the board, the, the fans, the money that they've spent. Just the size of the club. The size yeah, of the club, They've won yeah. European trophies in the past, haven't they? So. Yeah. He's on borrowed time. Yeah. I think he's sort of the product of his own downfall in the sense that because it's Stephen Gerrard, he had the um, the name to carry certain signings like Coutinho. Yeah. But then those sort of players are letting him down because with those players and calibre of players mm. comes an expectation. Yeah. And if that expectation isn't being matched. It's, it's pointless having those players there if they're not going to give you their best, uh, is, is what we expect. And I, I can only recall seeing one game this season with Villa where Coutinho's shone, and that was against Man City. And apart from that, he's been really poor. Yeah, which speaks to the fact that he like he wants to play in big games. Yeah, he does. It, yeah. Villa don't have loads of... No, in, again, quotations, big games. I think for me, the, the the writing was almost on the wall from getting beat by Bournemouth on the opening day. Yeah, which is a difficult one because when teams come up, they do have a bounce with them, and, and as we've seen, Bournemouth have been surprisingly brilliant, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you certainly, yeah, you're um, losing that game where where you think really over the course of the season, three points away at Bournemouth should have been in the bag. And you're you just off to a bad start, and he, he, the, the, I think what we're, what must be a worry is that the, the the chopping and changing of of the team, not really knowing who to start up front between Watkins and Ings, and do yeah, you play do you play both Wendy and Coutinho, or do you put Leon Bailey? I don't know. There's there's a lot of like decisions where yeah, the captaincy yeah, yeah the, as she says it's yeah, a lot of uncertainty in that team. He do, he's, you're right. He doesn't. He still doesn't know. He's starting eleven. No. And he's been there, you know, for too long now not to know. Yeah. And I think the way, the worst thing is, you know, from an outsider looking in, I mean, uh, he looks like a good manager at Rangers. Uh, to us, he's looked like an all right manager at Villa, but it's a different kettle of fish, isn't it? In that yeah, league, I, I, you just think in his head he must be thinking, oh, why did I leave for Villa when I could have been managing a Europa League final with Rangers last, <laughs> yeah. last season? Do you know? Or the Champions League with Rangers this year? Well, yeah, because you look at the you know the natural progression for for Steven Gerrard, and this was seen as like a stopgap for his Liverpool, yeah. his dream Liverpool and now, job. Now that that seems years away, doesn't it? It does. Cons- yeah. Considering that, that Liverpool could be out looking for a new manager, not so long. Exactly. Because um, yeah. if he was doing well at Villa, then yeah, because Villa Villa are in that category of club for me, uh, with Newcastle and Everton. And up until recent years, spares basically, just these. But spares have gone on and proved, and now for some reason, well, not for some reason, but are considered one of the the big six. Yeah. But there's that there's that sort of clout club of of Aston Villa, Newcastle, and Everton who have got had European pedigree within the last x amount of decades. Massive stadiums, mm-hmm. big cities, big fan bases. And they're just crying out to have some success. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a poison chalice in some ways because unless you, <laughs> it's so hard to break into that top six. It is, yeah. And um, you know, the so success is very hard to to find. There really is only one club that I could see breaking into the top six. Um, Newcastle. Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. They're the only ones that are showing me signs of progress. Yeah, and I mean, Everton were always that team that were fifth, sixth whatever for a long time and then they've had to go backwards and you know they might be on the way back up now I don't I, I don't know hmm. um, they're in a bit of a, a weird one but and then, but Newcastle certainly they've got the money and they've 
there was a point a few weeks ago where they'd only won one game and drawn five or whatever it was, and but yeah. now they've got a couple of wins back. They're they're breaching that unbeaten in five now, aren't they? So yeah, so it's I don't know. It's it's they seem to relish the big occasion as well. So you know, going to Old Trafford on Sunday, yeah. they'll be that'll be an tails will be up work. for that. Yeah, it's an interesting one with Gerard. We'll have to see how it yeah, pans it out. But yeah. He's going to have to turn, around, turn it around. So, you know, could be the writing on the wall for him against Chelsea, which would be harsh. Mm. I, I always feel sorry for the manager to get sacked after they've played a big six team. I think he'll be gone but, in the next few weeks. But, yeah. Uh, which, as we said, I, I was going to throw another name at you that could be next to go, and that's um, Ralph Hassenhutl at Southampton. Yeah. Um. I had them to go down at the start of the season. I, I really didn't fancy him at all. I, I'm, I'm almost surprised he's lasted this long, but that was obviously because he had some good results at the end of August. Um, a routine battering by Man City this weekend, and obviously Howland chipped in with his mandatory goal. Um, Duh. <laughs> they did well to probably only concede one to him, but yeah, four nil in a. It says for me. It says a lot about the Super Six. Uh, sorry, it's about Southampton that on the Super Six, I went for seven nil. I just expected them to get spanked. Yeah. Um, you know, there was one journalist who said before the game at the weekend that it would have been fitting for him to get beat nine nil, and that's how he got sacked. He's um, <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just on. He's got to be on borrowed time. He has to be, yeah. They look hopeless. And, and yeah. then, then this summer, like, it's, it's been praised when they were doing all right, but now it's getting the criticism that I think it's there. And it's the, the, the sort of transfer policy of signing these young players and it's sort of just throwing them under the bus. Yeah. You, you, can't, you can't just throw really young players in to the Premier League in a struggling team and hope to get out of it. No. And it, it's no good for their development as footballers. They've always just been a very... They have been a very vanilla team in certainly the last sort of four or five years where they're just steady eddies of the Premier League, aren't they? Yeah. They're almost sort of too afraid to go that next step and, you know, they've been too good to, uh, to you know, to go further down. But the looks, well, they look like they're going in the wrong direction. Yeah. So, you know, you you could definitely see um, a manager, uh, well, Hassan Hootl being, being sacked anytime soon. I think he will be the next manager to go. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, there's a few. Well, there's a few teams down there that have maybe been cursed in for a few. I mean, Wolves look like in, in a lot of trouble as well. Mm. Maybe, I mean, in fact, I think Wolves are looking. Yeah, but they're. I mean, they're heavily linked. I don't know. It's not been confirmed yet, but the the ex Lopetegui, yeah, so Spain Real Madrid manager. So he's got a lot of experience. He's. Um, it looks like a good manager with a lot of pedigree to turn that potentially turn that around. But he's still got. I mean, they've got real worries at the, in, in injuries and lack of players at the back. They've yeah. got. Um, I mean, Diego Costa started up front at the weekend, didn't he? I think it, was so. de- it was a desperate signing, wasn't it? Yeah, really, they just. I don't know. They need, they need a good January when that comes around, and and, and to to have a good January, they've got to be in with a shout of it. When it comes to January, so. Yeah, but it's an interesting one for, for, for Wolves for sure. Um, yeah, some teams struggling at that at the bottom end of the table for for definite. Um, we've briefly mentioned them uh, a minute ago, but I just wanted to talk a little bit more about Newcastle really, and and in particular Bruno Gamarish. Yeah, what a player! Uh, he looks so good. I've put him in my fantasy football team for the coming week. Um, he's still relatively cheap on that. If you want to change, well, I started him. with him in my yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's probably the only thing keeping you going. Right at this point. <laughs> Um, yeah, but he, he just looks the real deal. I mean, there's a lot that again they talked about him on Monday Night Football. I think there's a lot of talk just just in general about his his ability to do it both ways. Mm-hmm. Really strong drives forward, and you know he's he's very comfortable defending as well. And and obviously it's it's when you talk about him when the weeks where he scored as well. But um, yeah, he does have goals in his game. He does, and and that just seems like the fans love him and. Yeah. He's, 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 I think he's the only real. I mean, don't get me wrong, they've signed some good players, Sven Botman, um, Isaac as well, and there's and, oh, well, loads of others. But mm. but for me, the Bruno Gomarish one still stands out as that, like. The breakthrough signing. The breakthrough signing. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that one where you learn, yeah, you could have played in the Champions League this year. Because somebody like him as well really helped a player like Joe Linton. Yeah, come on leaps and bounds as well. So it's it's had a, a positive impact on the rest of the team, 
uh, yeah, they should be really pleased with the performances that they're seeing, Newcastle fans. Yeah, absolutely. Right, so next on the running order, I thought this week would um, we're approaching about a quarter of a mark of the season. So mm. most teams should have played nine games. Obviously, there were some um, postponements because of of the um, well, a couple because of train strikes, but m- m- mostly because of the Queen's passing. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so we, we, you know we're roughly at the quarter mark. So I thought no better no better chance than to to whap out a quiz of the season so far. Chris, are you ready for this? Well, I'm ready as I'll ever be. The quiz consists of uh, ten questions. Okay. But as I, I have mentioned to you before we got on it, uh, there are 41 points available. Right. So... How how would you wear that one out? Well, there's, there's the, well, the questions have multiple answers. Okay, interesting. Okay. Right, so... Um, you know, I might spice the. We're going to do a quiz every quarter of the season, see if Chris's knowledge gets better as the football season goes on. But okay. we'll see. I, I I think you can get. I, I may add, I've, I've had a heavy weekend this weekend, so I'm in still fact, recovering. In fact, you know what? I'm going to say it's out of. Let's get the excuses out there early. It's out of 45. I've just changed it. I'm going to ask some more specifics. Oh, okay. <laughs> more specifics. I'm going to have to give like. Like goal times. <laughs> no, no. But you'll you'll see when it comes to it. That's that's the ninth question that I've I've changed. Okay. So right. So Kick we'll, us we'll, off on an easy one then. I am actually. I'm gonna go. Oh, yeah. This is the easiest <laughs> question. Kind of you. This is the easiest question of the quiz. Oh, don't say that because if we get it wrong, it's not looking good. Then is it? <laughs> right. So I think it's the easiest question of the okay. quiz. So so far, question one. Yes. This season. Uh, sorry. So question one. Let's start again. Which manager was the first to be sacked this season? Thomas Tuchel. That's incorrect. Oh, no. (laughs) Who is it? Scott Parker. Oh, God, yeah. That's not a good start. That's not a good start, no. Okay. Zero out of one. Wow. Yeah, he went. Three. I've just gone straight into that as well. Tuchel got six games, I think. And yeah, the pack yeah. was after three. Right, okay. So this one's for you. I've, I've put this one specifically in because I thought you yeah. might you might have a chance. So there's eight answers, so it's out of eight. Yeah. Okay. Your beloved Man United mm-hmm. have played eight Premier League games so far. Yes. Can you name all eight opponents? Okay. So Brighton. Brentford. Correct. Liverpool. Correct. Um, Leicester. Correct. Um, Southampton. Correct. They were the first five. Not in the right order, but they were the first five. Okay. Uh, Arsenal. Correct. Everton. Yeah, and Man City. Well done, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> I mean, as an as a United fan, I expect you would expect to get them, it, yeah. but you know, eight's quite a lot to remember. Mm. Yeah, I'll take that. Um, bonus points for the correct bit of goal scorers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Right, redeemed himself. Yeah. Question three. Haaland is obviously the top scorer in the Premier League this season. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. But can you name the next four? Oh my god! On the list. Um, next four. So, Harry Kane. Correct. Yeah. Do I have to get him in the right order? Not in the right order. Just the next yeah. four. Harry Kane. You get a, you get a, you get a correct you get a one point for every correct answer. Right. Okay. You can put the phone back on the table so you're not cheating. I'm not cheating. <laughs> um, oh, right, okay. You've got one for Kane. Do you want some clues? No, I'm just trying to... I'm trying Go to, to cat thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, See his brain working overtime. Yeah, he's going overtime at the moment. Uh, Gabriel Jesus, incorrect. Get two more guesses. Right, okay. 
Oh, this is tricky. Who's scoring a lot of goals this year? I know. Um, this is according to live score app as well. Before anyone like gets really annoyed at me. According to live score. Yeah. Right. Okay. We've mentioned two of the players already on the podcast so far. How many goals has Harry Kane got? Harry Kane. You can tell me that. Um, he scored again at weekend, didn't he? So he's on eight. He's on eight goals. Right. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you. The, the, uh, Harry Kane's second. Yeah. So Highland's got 15, mm-hmm. Kane's got eight. Yeah. The next three have all scored six. Right, okay. That's true. I mean that that doesn't give me any. <laughs> Are you passing? Uh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. Got two more guesses. I'm, I'm not letting you have any three more guesses. You've got one wrong. Right. Okay. Um, Roberto Firmino. He's on the list. He's next on the list. Okay. So that's two. Yeah. And Luis Diaz. No, the other two are Phil Ferdin. Yeah, I, I... and Alexander Mitrovic. Mitrovic, yeah, fair enough. So that's t- two, two out of uh, two out of the possible four available. Okay. Right, this is this is a bit e- well, a bit easier, I guess. <laughs> I hope so. Steve Cooper yeah. got a surprise contract extension the other week. Yeah. When when it well, I've got uh, how long for? I'm looking for the year. 2025. Correct. There you go. I told you it was a bit easier. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know what you're yeah, paying okay. attention okay, to the league. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay right. This is uh, this whole first question's throwing me <laughs> off here as well. <laughs> I went in real confident with Tuchel. Right, okay. Go on. Alright, Manchester City are unbeaten so far in the Premier League. Yeah. There are three teams that have only lost once. Arsenal. Can you name them? Yeah, Arsenal are one of them. Arsenal. Uh, um Spurs. Brighton. Incorrect. It was Newcastle. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that they weren't the other the other team that I had in mind. Two out of three is not bad. No. Okay. That's quite a famous song, but there you go. <laughs> um, right here we go then. So this is another stat stat one. Great. Um, I'll, I'll I'll give you some some background to this. So basically, can you name the top five? Play, the players with the top five assists. Top five assists? Yeah. Okay. Assisters? I, I wrote assisters, but that doesn't sound right. Just top five assists. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, he's number one with nine. Um. Next on the list has got five. Okay. And then there's three with four. Right. Uh I'm going to say Harry Kane. Incorrect. Really? Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Again, we've, man- we've managed to mention three of the four that you've got left. Yeah, on. you see, I, know, I, cannot, I can think of three that this player's got, but whether he's got... You said there's someone there with four. There's, yeah. There's joint on four. Marcus Rashford. Incorrect. Yeah, and that way he must have three then. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Just name really good footballers. Yeah, quite well, easy. We've made, Phil Foden. Yes. Right. Okay. Uh, so, so you got so, two out of four. You got one more guess. Right. Okay. We've mentioned two of them on the shirt. On the on the on the. We've mentioned a lot of players. <laughs> I know. A lot of players. We, we have to be fair. Yeah. Wouldn't be a very good football podcast if we didn't. But no. Gonna have to rush you for this. Haaland. No. Uh, so you got two out of five there. It, it's De Bruyne with nine, Phil Thurden with five, yeah. Bakaya Saka with Bakaya Saka with four, Mohamed Salah with four. I w- yeah, you know, I got that. And Bernardo much. Silva's got four as well. Mm, okay. That was a hard question. Yeah. I, I admit that was. Well, there you go. I saw that your face, and obviously this is going to be more difficult. So, 
<laughs> yeah, it doesn't get any easier. Brilliant. Which four teams have the joint best defence? The joint best defence? They've all conceded nine goals this season. Man City. They're one of them, yeah. Yeah. Um, Arsenal. No. You're joking. How? (laughs) 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 What? Um, Okay. Spares. No. You... <laughs> one for three. Oh, you got one more game. Um, <laughs> look at defeat. I know. I just <laughs> these, these these are difficult. I'm gonna make it a bit. I thought they were quite sort of all right, but yeah. Mm. So who have, who have I said so far? So you've you've, you've said City, which yeah. was correct. Yeah, and you've gone Arsenal, Arsenal. and. And spares. Spares. So I'm going to go... Which were incorrect. Yeah. It's definitely not United. After conceding six <laughs> in one game. And um, four in another. Yeah. In two games, they've conceded more than all of these teams. I want to say Brighton again. Brighton are correct, yeah. yeah. Uh, Brighton have actually got the best. They've conceded nine yeah. in... Um, 1.1 games, I don't know how that works out, but there you go. Uh, Everton, Everton were on there, Newcastle. Everton? Everton had the best defence yeah. in the league up until this weekend. Yeah, well, I know they, they conceded a lot of chances against us, which was quite uncharacteristic. Um, yeah, defining, de- defying XG at the moment. So you got two out of four, though, so not too bad. Um, this one's out of seven. Oh, great. <laughs> As touched on in the podcast, they've had a poor season so far of Liverpool. Yes. But they do have the biggest win of the season so far. 9-0. A 9-0 win against yeah. Bournemouth. Oh, I thought you were going to ask me what the scoreline was. <laughs> and, uh, there were seven different scorers oh. that day. Right, okay. Can you name them? Trent. Correct. Um, Firmino, Diaz, Van Dijk. One minute, one minute, one minute. Uh, you said... So Trent, the, Firmino, yeah. uh, Firmino, Diaz, Diaz Van, Van Dijk. Yeah, that's four of them. Um, I'll, I'll just give you a clue. One of them's like a bit of a red herring. Fabio Cavalier. Five, yeah. There's a bit of like a red herring. Own goal. Yeah. yeah. Six. And... Hmm. Yeah. The boy knows he's Liverpool, doesn't he? It's best, your best question, yeah. <laughs> Deep down somewhere uh, there, he's got some Liverpool. Can you give me a clue as to covers. what position they play on the pitch? Or, or like defend? He's an attacking midfielder. Attack. He's, he's played more in the middle three than. Uh, Tarby Elliott. Yeah. Bang. Seven out of seven. Yeah. Okay, Liverpool pajamas out. <laughs> I had a Liverpool shirt when I was a young one. Hey, My so, dad burnt it. So this is the question where I, I've added some more points to it, just so if you can get them in the right order. Okay. Right, What's sir? this question? Sir. Number eight. Number nine, this Number is. Nine, okay. Sir, everyone generally, or oh, so naturally focuses on the top four and the bottom three. But no one really checks the middle of the table. Can you tell me the teams that are currently 9th, 10th, 11th and 12th in the no. league? 9th, <laughs> 10th, 11th and 12th. And if you can get them in the right order, you get two points. Oh, whoopee. <laughs> um, okay. I was quite buzzing with myself when I came up with that question. Yeah. <laughs> Me not, sir. <laughs> uh, do, 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 do. Okay. Oh god, this this is really this is really difficult. Brentford are in there. Brentford are in there. Yeah. I'll let you do the order at the end. Okay. So Brentford are in there. Um Sorry, 9th, 10th, 11th and 12th. Yeah. Liverpool and Everton are in there. Yeah. Crystal Palace. No, they're fifteenth. Are they? Okay. Do you want to put them in order? Yeah, I'll. I'll um... 
So you got Liverpool, Brentford, and Everton. You just pick a pick either now, tenth, eleventh, or twelfth next to each one. Okay, so Liverpool are in tenth. Correct. That's two points. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Brentford eleventh and Everton twelfth. Correct. Yeah. So you got six points out of eight there. That's not bad, is it? Take it. Yeah. Fulham, or the team you're missing. Fulham. Okay. Bad couple of games, but they're they're still in the top half. Yeah. Ninth. Right, and so finally, four points available. So I'm looking for the team who has the most red cards and the team who has the most yellow cards. So you get a point for each team <laughs> and then a point for the amount of red and yellow cards. What? Well, you can just pluck a number out the sky there, can't you? Right, okay. Team with the most red cards. Team with the most red cards. This is this is tricky. The the clue I'll give you is there's only one team that's had more than one. Oh, right, okay. Um when you say Chelsea. Correct. Okay, how many red cards do you think they've had? So going to say two. Correct. Bang. See, that wasn't too bad. So yeah. now, who's, which teams have the most yellows? Which teams? And how many? I'm going to say Knott's Forest. Correct. Yeah, that's good, that. Good knowledge. Yeah. But how many? Well, I'll give you a clue. They've played nine Premier League games. Okay. So they've got five yellow cards. All season. Let's have a think about Sorry. it. Sorry. Yeah. Don't uh, jump in. All season, the amount of yellow cards they've had in them nine games. 17. Way off. How many? 27. Really? That's yeah. a lot of yellow cards. Yeah, well, the the top five, uh, Forest have had 27 yellows in, in yeah. the nine games. Fulham have had 26. Mm-hmm. United have had 24. Villa have had 23. And Everton have had 21. Lot, yeah, it's a lot actually. Yeah, but yeah, you got three out of four on that. So, I mean, not bad. You happy with that? Not really. <laughs> it seemed to get a little bit better towards the end. I know, which I thought the, the harder questions were. At the yeah, end. it was maybe a bit of a it was a bit of a pressure cooker working in there. <laughs> Once you'd relaxed about the Scott Parker yeah. thing. Um, so you got eleven, thirteen, fifteen, seventeen. Then you got seven. So that was twenty. Yeah. It's like Carol Vorderman sat in the room here. 33 out of 45. I think that's respectable. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm still disappointed in myself, but, but, you know, 33s. It doesn't look too bad. I I managed to get into the 30s. I I wonder if there's anyone at home who got more. I bet there was. Yeah. You took your time as well, so they probably had time to uh, to think about it. Yeah. (laughs) Can we have a little recap? There was some some of the ones that I got wrong that I'd. So so you got the most of the first one. Yeah. Yeah. um, You got the, the next top scorers wrong like you only got two out of four yeah the, the next top goal scorers were difficult Mitrovic probably was an obvious one in hindsight to be fair it was the one you didn't get I think it was Foden Ford, yeah, yeah. Mm, I wouldn't have put Foden there I know he got hat trick against you yeah, yeah I know but he's always scoring mm, well it's Haaland isn't it that's always scoring he's got six then he? didn't he was that what I said six goals yeah 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 six goals and four assists no six goals and five assists yeah. Well, um, yeah. So he's in there for goals. And a, he's in there for goals and assists. The man's on fire. Yeah. So. Right. So well, that's that's the the, the quizness for a while. We'll, okay. I'll have to um. I'll throw some more quizzes. Improve my game we'll, we'll, we'll on the next quarter. Every quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so quickly before we go. Predictions for mm. the coming week. I got two points last week for the victorious Crystal Palace. Yeah. Uh, Chris lost again. But he did go for a draw. Went for a draw, so. And he wasn't far off, was he, really? No. A dodgy. That's probably why you thought it was a dodgy penalty. Dodgy penalty, penalty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so this week, you've gone for a two-pointer. I have. I've gone for West Ham to beat Southampton. Which, to me, I don't know what the bookies are playing at there. Mm. I would have West Ham. I mean, that's great value. I think it's last, I, I last chance have, saloon for... Uh, yeah, and I would have, have West Ham won back-to-back games for the first time since January. I don't know. Yeah, I like him. Scamach is looking. He is looking good. Looking yeah. good. Yeah. So. Yeah, David Moyes is. Um, I, th- I think that's a good bet. We'll see. 
having and, and I'm, I'm, from from my point of view, I've, I, I you know I've got the two points on the board for a good win last week, mm-hmm. so I'm playing it safe. How safe? Not that safe because they're in they're in such thing as safe in Man football. Man City safe, but um, <laughs> no, but they're playing Liverpool at this. So I'm, I'm going for Arsenal to win away at Leeds. Yeah. My new tactic might just be back against whoever Leeds are playing every week. Palace worked out for me last week. Yeah. Well, Leeds are now without a win in five as well. So. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a relatively short price. I think it's just better than one to two if you, if anyone's a, a gambling person. Not that I, I condone or promote gambling. <laughs> um, but yeah, certainly. We've gone for an Arsenal-West Ham double. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, which could be all right. I, I mean, all my confidence is gone, so I need a big result to... You know, to to to, to re- reinstall that. Well, that's at the end. A natural conclusion, as mm. always. To uh, we won't even mention the fantasy football that Chris is lagging massively behind. Because I'm having a relatively poor season, but Chris is yeah. But Bruno Gamarish is still on my team <laughs> since day one. Chris is way off it. So. I'm all about the loyalty. Um, have you changed the team since week one? No, no. <laughs> Actually, Alan <laughs> might be in now. <laughs> we'll sort that out this weekend, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, hope you join us again soon. Until next time. Thank you. See you. Ta-ra. Bye-bye.